you've got questions, he always has an answer. It's Sean Hannity. This afternoon at 2, right before Joe Walsh at 5, on AM 560, The Answer. Last week, uh, Michelle Obama sat down with the Today Show after uh, Eric Holder. Stunning. Uh, After Eric Holder and Hillary Clinton's pronouncements against civility in the context of politics, uh, Michelle Obama had uh, this to say. What would you say now about your motto? Do you think it still stands when they go low? And go Absolutely. High? Fear is is not a uh, it's not a proper motivator. Uh, important point that she makes, um, although Fear. not in the cheap political way that she meant it. Fear is not a good motivator. It's true. So how do you overcome fear? Um, my sense has always been that. Uh, Nice little uh, phrasing, no God, no fear. K-N-O, no God, oh, yeah, okay. no fear. No God, N-O, no God, no fear, K-N-O. Um, uh, K-N-O-W, I should say. Sorry, sorry for my Dan Quayle-like spelling lesson. Al Sharpton. Yeah, R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Uh, but but the, the so it, when you have a relationship with God, yes. you can't... Uh, transform and overcome your fears because you understand you know who you're living to give glory to she means it in the cheap political context and uh, she wants the state to be the uh, resolver the dispenser of all fears and this seems to me to be a big divide when we talk about civility in our discourse, when we talk about elevating the discourse, when we talk about uh, having adult conversations in the political arena. And so sort of like as, as this continues to unwind and you see fights on the streets of Portland between, I don't know, yeah, myriad groups. Hard to Antifa and anti-Antifa and anti-anti-Antifa, I don't know. Uh, as well as the uh, vandalism we've seen in the, during the Kavanaugh hearings, the uh, Winnebago County Republican Party here in Rockford, uh, mm-hmm. threats uh, posted on the after windows were broken at the New York GOP headquarters in Manhattan over the weekend. Uh, obviously, the violence that's been part of our politics, from the shootings at the Republican, the shooting at the Republican softball practice to Rand Paul being attacked on his lawn. You know, people are starting to get the sense that this is, and then the Kavanaugh oh, that was sideshow, mm-hmm. that circus. People are getting the sense that our politics is getting away from us, right? And um, perhaps looking to recoil. So where do you find safe harbor? For more on uh, that important topic, we're pleased to be joined by Russell Moore. He is the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission for the uh, uh, Southern Baptist uh, convention, and um, he's also the author of the book, The Storm-Tossed Family, How the Cross Reshapes the Home. Russell Moore, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. How, how uh, did you receive that moment uh, uh, last week when um, uh, Pastor Andrew Brunson, who was released from, pri- released from being imprisoned in Turkey, political prisoner, uh, visited the White House and uh, knelt before the president and prayed with the president. It's an expression of uh, faith that we rarely see in the public arena in our discussion of politics these days. And 
perhaps because he was a freed hostage, he had more standing and was given more latitude by the D.C. press corps than would somebody otherwise be. But I just wonder what your perspective on the importance of that moment was. Well, I think it was important precisely because prayer had been uh, at issue all along. There were there were millions of people praying for Pastor Brunson uh, all over uh, all over the world. Uh, I was uh, talking uh, just the other day to a group from Wheaton College uh, in in Illinois. Uh, of course, he's an alum of that school, and they had been praying every single chapel uh, service uh, for him ever since he was captured. So prayer had been right at the root uh, of this uh, from the very beginning. And how do you feel President Trump's role was in getting him released? Well, I think that it was important. I think that uh, I think that a great deal of uh, pressure uh, had to be applied uh, to Turkey, both uh, both publicly and and privately. And of course, in any any of these situations, both of those are important. Uh, there has to be um, has to be public pressure. People can't forget. Uh, about people who have been captured. And then there also has to be a, a great deal of work uh, behind the scenes. Uh, your reflections, now that there's been a few days of separation from what uh, has come to pass, what came to pass during the Kavanaugh confirmation hearing, it's not going away, the Me Too movement, the Him Too movement now giving birth, the women's marches, and just sort of the t- tone and tenor of our politics. Well, uh, we're we're in a really uh, a really sad uh, time uh, to to the point that uh, to the point that there's a, a great deal of uh, growing cynicism. I think that's what I was worried about uh, most last week. Is that not so much that you had uh, a large number of people thinking that one side was lying or the other side was lying? We're we're accustomed to that, but a great deal of Americans assuming that everybody's lying. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be a real problem with our with our political discourse going forward, and I'm not sure how you can cohere as a nation uh, with that uh, with that level of cynicism. How about even uh, cohering as a family? Uh, your book, The Storm Toss Family: How the Cross Reshapes the Home. I mean, the stories now, two years in, are legion about uh, you know disagreements over Trump and our politics break you know breaking up or certainly creating um, a distance between uh, family members between loved ones. Well, yes, and I think uh, I think that's uh, increasing to some degree, but it's not new. Uh, and so, it, part of being in a family uh, is having to deal with uh, with constant perils right. <laughs> all the time <laughs> when it comes to seeing things differently. And that's that's one of the reasons why uh, family becomes so um, it kind of reveals who we are because we lose our sense of self uh, of self of self ruling of, of governing. Uh, everything around us and the control of everything around us because I I can't control what Uncle Ronnie thinks at the Thanksgiving table. I have to figure out how to how to deal with him at that moment, and I can't um, I can't control what my uh, what my child uh, says once that child is grown. Uh, I have to decide how am I going to respond to that. Well, um, you were a you know prominent anti-Trump voice during the campaign. How do you feel President Trump has performed so far in the first two years? Well, I think we, I think all of us, uh, regardless of uh, what we think about the president, uh, ought to be praying that uh, that he succeeds, uh, because in every good thing, uh, because uh, the country uh, needs to succeed. So, uh, my uh, my role right now, that someone is president, no matter who is president, is to pray for that person and to and to hope for God's guidance. 
What about male-female relations uh, even outside of the family or, or, you know, outside and then becomes inside the family just in the wake of, um, of Kavanaugh, of Me Too, of the questions about uh, whether, you know, due process and, 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 and presumptions of innocence should be, legal, uh, should be cultural norms instead, in addition to legal standards? Uh, how, how concerned are you about that? How does that factor into uh, uh, strong families and strong bonds of community? Well, uh, one of the main things that I worry about uh, right now is the fact that I'm, I'm working uh, in any given day with people who have survived uh, sexual assault and sexual abuse and, um, and, and also uh, working uh, within the criminal justice system with people who have been uh, falsely accused of uh, of uh, various crimes, and so we we have to, in all of these sort of um, uh, cultural political debates that take place, we have to be mindful of who's going to be overhearing uh, what it is that that we're saying. And so um, you can have people hearing on the one hand, well, uh, this doesn't really matter, uh, who have who have survived awful uh, sexual predation and are wondering, can I come forward and will anyone believe me? Uh, and uh, we have people who are who are swept away in a in a, an unjust uh, sort of uh, accusation that we have to uh, we have to make sure they hear that we're going to we're going to deal fairly and, and wisely with with uh, your situation as well. So I think there are often real life uh, implications that that we just don't think about when everything turns into kind of a cable news video game. Do you feel, or does it give you great pause when you think about young men in America and how they? might not have a right to due process, that it just just simple accusation could destroy their lives? Well, I don't see much of that uh, taking place. I'm, I'm more concerned right now uh, by the fact that what I more typically deal with are people, male and female, who have, been, uh, who have been sexually assaulted. And when they go forward, either in their workplace or, or sadly sometimes even in their church, it's treated more as a public relations issue uh, than as an issue of, of justice. And those people are simply simply moved along. I think that's one of the things that we're seeing right now with the horror uh, coming out of the Pittsburgh uh, Archdiocese of Pittsburgh uh, report of a, of a church structure that dealt with, dealt with sexual assault and, and sexual immorality and, and predation uh, in ways that were more about public relations than they were about uh, about what's right and wrong. We have that same thing going on in Chicago with the Chicago public school system and a series mm -hmm. of investigative reports by the Chicago Tribune, and it's uh, rather depressing how little sort of sustained coverage and attention, <coughs> excuse me, it's receiving. So there's there's no question what you're saying is true, but then there's this other phenomenon that seems to me more recent, and it was sort of highlighted by this piece in the New York Times over the weekend. Uh, a, a founder of a progressive new blog, media outlet, who uh, was on this list of 70 people that had been posted by somebody of, uh, you know, bad guys in the media. He falsely accused of rape, and he files this uh, defamation suit against her, and it was, you know, much, t uh, much after much thought to do so because he's worried about the backlash. You're supposed to just, you know, the left's perspective is just believe women, and even if you're... Um, e even if you're not guilty of what you're accused of doing, then uh, you take one for the team. And literally five other guys who spoke to the New York Times on the condition of anonymity said of this lawsuit that even though they were also not guilty of what they had been charged with by being named on this list, 
they didn't like his defamation lawsuit because uh, you're supposed to take one for the team these days. I mean, the idea of throwing your reputation and perhaps your life and your career prospects away to, quote unquote, take one for the team. What are the teams? Uh, it, that, that's a bizarre dynamic that's occurring. And these are uh, men and women of the left that are sort of discussing this and this approach to accusations. Well, I mean, one, I don't know about that case in particular, but I do know that one of our larger uh, problems that we have in American life is that sense of, of teams uh, and that sense of finding my ultimate identity uh, in, some sort of, uh, in some sort of tribe uh, in a way that uh, is not what God has called us to do. He's called us to, to find our identity ultimately in Christ and in, and in uh, the church that Christ has established. And so when that's moved away, then you're going to have people who are going to... Uh, who are really going to make a religion out of whatever uh, cultural ideology or, or political movement that they find themselves in. And is uh, the, the thesis of your book, The storm Toss Family, uh, is, uh, is what precisely? Well, there are a lot of people who think that, uh, think that when they're facing difficulties and, and struggles in, in family, that that means that somehow God is distant from them, uh, when in reality every family relationship is going to be a a uh, place of spiritual warfare and of great struggle. And so the, the struggle is real and the struggle is worth it, though. And so whatever, whatever aspect of life you're facing, whether that's singleness or uh, marriage or parenting or dealing with an, an elderly uh, parent uh, that you're, you're caregiving uh, for, uh, there's going to be a difficulty and press through. You're not alone in that. All right. He is Russell Moore, president of the Ethics and Religion, Religious Liberty Commission for the Southern Baptist Convention. The book, The Storm Toss Family, How the Cross Reshapes the Home. Russell Moore, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro.